Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's the Richard Sherman Podcast, presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. Jump into the action at any time near the game with live betting. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code RS and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Volume. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. It's playoff seeding. We know the teams that are in. We don't know the teams that are going to win. Mitchell, who you got? Well, Rich, let's start in the AFC. Dude, first off, this has got to be my favorite time of year. Like, I love March Madness and everything, but, like, there's nothing better than NFL playoff season. It's something that everyone can get hyped for, and we got some big, big matchups. We're going to start in the AFC, Rich. I want to just take it straight down the line. Buffalo Bills. At home against the Dolphins, who may or may not be without Tua Tungavailoa. Your thoughts on that game? Mitchell, without Tua Tungavailoa and his health, Mitchell, the Buffalo Bills should walk out of that game very comfortably, very admirably, and good job for the Dolphins for making the playoffs. You did a great thing. They they were they were people who had Super Bowl aspirations that that really went into the gutter once Tua got hurt. But still a good season for them, but Buffalo Bills. Rich, I don't know how Buffalo doesn't just trounce, you know, this Miami Dolphin team without Tua. Skylar Thompson, obviously, third, you know, third string quarterback. There's not much that uh, they can control there with the health of Tua. But, I mean, this game should be over by halftime. Vegas is calling it a 10.5 point spread in Bills' favor. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I would certainly think that they win by two-plus scores. Bigger picture here is the Buffalo Bills team. Obviously, we talked about it on the last podcast. Very emotional week for them last week. Uh, DeMar Hamlin's back home. You know, it, it seems to me that this could be the perfect storybook kind of uh, fairy tale movie type season for the Buffalo Bills. You know, beyond the Dolphins, you know, does this team – what stops the Buffalo Bills? Um, Mitchell, it is the perfect storybook ending. It's the perfect storybook. Everything. There's a lot of good energy. There's a lot of teams rooting for the Buffalo. A lot of people rooting for the Buffalo Bills. Excuse me. Uh, because of that story. A lot of positive vibes. But Mitchell, Josh Allen's red zone interceptions could derail all of that. All the good stories. All the, all the good feelings. 
and they will be at home if he continues to do that. Because in the playoffs, it does not work that way. That's why these games have been so close down the stretch outside of this last game. They've been really close because he's taking risks down the stretch. He's taking risks in the red zone. Uh, Devin McCourty was the most recent interception, but he's had him. And and I think probably eight of the ball games where he's still in the red zone interception. And he can't have that in the playoffs. If you make those kind of mistakes in the playoffs, they are uh, detrimental. The NFL playoffs are here. If your team's in, it's going to be fun. But what if you could actually be at the game? That'd be fun. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to your favorite NFL team. Check out Game Time, the fastest growing app in the U.S. If your team is out of it, no sweat. They have tickets to NCAA, NHL, NBA games, even concerts and comedy shows, too. So if you're in San Francisco, you want to see the Niners, download the Game Time app, create an account and redeem the code Sherman for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Enter the code Sherman, that's S-H-E-R-M-A-N, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, what's happened with Josh Allen? I mean, there's 19 gives, giveaways this season. That's most in the NFL. Five red zone interceptions. The next highest in the NFL is three. I mean, he didn't have these problems last year with Dable. Is it is it the coordinator change? Does Ken Dorsey have something to do with it, you think? I think he does, but not in a way that you think. I don't think it's the play calling that's putting him in these compromising situations. I think he he feels he has to do more to overcome the play calling. And so he's taking more risk. He's not trusting his progression. He's not trusting the call like he was with Dayball. He'd, he'd hit his back step. Somebody'd be open every now and then. He would get creative out of the pocket and deliver the ball. But now he's relying on his ability to create, his ability to to extend the play and to cre- do something special. And I'm and I'm not sure, but seeing Patrick Mahomes be able to do you know flip the ball here over his head around his back. You know, it may be having uh, uh, an effect on him. And this is just maybe human nature of he said, him saying he's doing all this spectacular stuff. I can do it, too. Let me show you. And what he's showing us this year is not spectacular. Mitchell. Uh, you made a good point. There's only one Steph Curry. There's only one Patty Mahomes. Maybe he's got to just simplify things and stay true to himself. Rich, the, the next big game. And this is a big game. I know last week's game, you know, was somewhat meaningless with the Ravens uh, being on their third string quarterback themselves, but the Bengals are at home against the Ravens, six and a half point favorites. Uh, we're still unsure about Lamar Jackson. And that is the, the true uh, story that we're going to be following this week. If Lamar plays, and let's just assume that real quick, what does this game look like? First off, he'd be rusty if he played. So, I mean, I would, I would have the Bengals winning this game by, by double digits. It's a division game, so there will be, you know, familiarity there. They just played. Um, it's going to be a bit of a dogfight, but offensively, it's going to be tough for the Ravens if they can't get that run game going the way they need to. And Lamar, even if he does play, he's not going to be hitting on all cylinders like like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes. They're in rhythm right now. Tom Brady, everybody's in rhythm. They played consecutive games. This is when you start getting hot. You know, everybody's a little sore slower the game slowed down for everybody he it's not going to be slow for Lamar Jackson right now because he has not played in what six weeks six games seven games and so that's going to be the problem even if he does play and and like I said that when he first got hurt I wouldn't play at this point it doesn't look like I'm going to be a Baltimore Raven next year what do I owe this team I do not owe them they 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 didn't feel like they owed me anything 
And we talked about this. When, when a team does what's best for them, when the team does, works in their best interest, whether it's sitting a guy, IRing a guy, cutting a guy with years left on his contract, fans always say, hey, it was the best interest of the team. I understand that. It's a business. Well, guess what? Lamar Jackson is a business. And the best business thing for Lamar Jackson to do is stay as behind at home and let, let the Baltimore Ravens be the Baltimore Ravens without Lamar Jackson because they felt like they didn't want to give him the security that he asked for. And he may not be there next year. And if you're doing what's best for you, you don't want to go into this offseason injured or banged up or with question marks about your health. You stay home. Lamar Jackson, the player, the agent, Lamar Jackson has done a fantastic job in representing himself. And you know this better than anyone. And I know you took a lot of heat um, when you chose to represent yourself. But Lamar and Lamar did the same. But he what he's done is he showed what reality looks like without Lamar Jackson behind center. And that just is going to drive his market value up and up and up. Now they're left to either take the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson or negotiate with Lamar Jackson, the agent. And, you know, Rich, you called it. You called it from the onset. If you were him, you'd sit your ass down and you'd let reality set in for the Baltimore Ravens and that it has. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, to me, is that guy. You know, love him or hate him. He is that guy. I mean, he's got that confidence cockiness. He's got a little A-Rod in him. He's got a little Patty Mahomes in him. They asked him what his championship window was for this team. He says, my entire career. And I, I think he's spot on, man. He's, he's a once in, in, a, in a decade type player. And I think he's going to eventually get the Cincinnati Bengals team that championship. He has something, and not to not to downplay his talent because it's tremendous talent, but he has something else, Mitchell. It's, it's not, you know, when you look at Pat Mahomes play, you're like, oh, Pat Mahomes, he can do everything. You know, every arm angle, he's this. He's just ridiculously talented. I mean, it's like, oh, my goodness. It's like watching Steph Curry play. Then you, then you watch Joe Burrow play, and you're like, he's just a dang winner. Like, he just is a winner. He just is not going to lose. He's accurate. He's, he's poised. He's clutch. He rallies his teammates. You can see they play play for him. He doesn't make excuses. You know, when his O-line early in the season was terrible, they were decimated. And that right now they're banged up. They're without the right tackle. The right guard just got banged up. And he's not making excuses, Mitchell. He's playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mitchell, you don't even – you barely associate NFL with Cincinnati Bengals sometimes, Mitchell, because they're never in the playoffs. They're never in the Super Bowl. But with him – he takes a team that barely was going to make the playoffs to the Super Bowl, and he gives a city that has rarely ever had Super Bowl aspirations credibility that, hey, any given year with this guy in the center, we can make it. But it creates a problem, Mitchell. It creates a problem that Mike Brown rarely has. Mitchell. Mike Brown, the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals, never has this problem, Mitchell. He never has it. He's going to have to fully guarantee Joe Burrow's entire deal, Mitchell. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. It's an argument. He's a running quarterback. You hear all this fuss about, well, running quarterbacks get hurt. They do this. They do this. Joe Burrow's not a running quarterback. Got hurt in his first year tour in ACL. Right. That's not good crazy there. But you know what they're going to have to do, Mitchell? They're not going to have the same argument for Joe Burrow. They're going to have to guarantee everything. And what Mike Brown does not do, Mitchell, he does not guarantee contracts past one year. He has not for anybody. He'll rather let somebody walk. He'd rather build a 32-man team than to guarantee, fully guarantee a contract. He might, you might see Jamar Chase get traded from the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, Mitchell, because they will not pay him the money, similar to the A.J. Brown situation. 
no matter what he does. It's just not how they do things. So it's going to be really interesting this offseason and next offseason what they do with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase because whoo, he does not do that. You got somebody like that in the house, you're a fool to let him go. So I, maybe this maybe this changes Mike Brown's course of action. He's not Andy Dalton here, Rich. I can understand that sentiment with Andy Dalton under center. I but. hear you, Mitchell, but but they just got an indoor practice facility, Mitchell. This was this, it, it just started getting built last year. <laughs> yeah. This is 2021. This is 21-21 where it started, Mitchell. Now we're in 2022. Most this is an NFL team. Not right. a college, not a not right. a not a one double A or a junior college, Mitchell. This is a National Football League team and they just got an indoor facility. It's not a it's not California. This is Ohio. It's cold. Fair enough. Next big game this weekend. Another hot team down the stretch, if you want to call them that. The AFC South has been uh much like the NFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars got it done though, and, and they deserve to be in this playoff race. They've been They've been winning down the stretch. They've talked things into fruition, and now they've played the L.A. Chargers, who have underwhelmed at the beginning of this uh, season and now have been hot of late. Um, one and a half point spread. Vegas favors the Chargers just by a point and a half. Your thoughts on this game? I was so high on the Chargers when this season started, Mitchell. I thought Super Bowl Chargers, L.A. Chargers. Here we come. So many playmakers, both sides of the ball. They just got Mac. They just, and then Mitchell, they started to play. And they just look blah, 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 blah. And it's like the talent is still there. Derwin James, still a heck of a player. J.C. Jackson got hurt, obviously. Uh, Khalil Mack has uh, okay season. Joey Bosa just gets back and starting to get in, come into form. Offensively, they were banged up a lot of the year. All their receivers were banged up. And that's the question mark, Mitchell. Mike Williams. Or back injury, Mitchell. He could barely walk after the last game. Should they have pulled the starters early in the game? Yes, they should have, Mitchell. They're already seated where they're going to be. Like, should they have pulled them? Yes, they didn't. Now they got to play the Jacksonville Jaguars and maybe without their number two, I mean, number 1A, 1B receiver, not even two. Mike Williams is a really good receiver. Him and Keenan Allen create a difficult matchup for anybody. But without him, they may go home, Mitchell. They may go home. With the way Jacksonville's defense have been playing as of late, they've been playing really well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been playing superstar ball, but he's been playing well enough for them to win, and Doug Peterson is a winner. Mitchell, Doug Peterson, the coach, is a winner. If there was a game I think the, the Jaguars could win, I think it'd be against this Chargers team. And you know, Like you said, I was high on the Chargers too coming into this year, and it's Justin Herbert's been been solid, you know, seven and two since November 1st, 15 touchdowns and two interceptions, 69% completion percentage, 105 passer rating. But, you know, down the stretch, it was like they were just kind of grinding out these games. It was nothing, it was nothing pretty. And let's be honest, they're beating the Indianapolis Colts, you know, and then they lose the last game of the season. It's it's not like they're overwhelming their opponents. And now it's do or die. I mean, they've been they've been tested with injuries all year long, but this Jaguar team has been feisty. They've been playing do or die playoff football for the last five weeks. They're already in that mindset. So for me, I'm taking the team that's already in that mindset that they can't lose as opposed to been the, the team that's just kind of been squeaking by in the Chargers. I'm with you, Rich. I like the Jags. Football fans, call your own plays during the NFL playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because when you bet NFL same game parlays from now through January 16th, all customers can get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose. 
All you have to do is place a total of $20 or more on an NFL Same Game Parlay or Same Game Parlay Plus during the wildcard round. The more you bet, the more you'll get back in free bets. NFL Same Game Parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a larger payday. This weekend, we're going with the San Francisco 49ers to cover in a Same Game Parlay with Christian McCaffrey as an anytime touchdown scorer. Build your own or choose from one of the popular Same Game Parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio, so make sure you get in on the action also with great offers just for you now and throughout January. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can also get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose, when signing up with promo code RS. That's promo code RS. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's move over to the NFC. We got to talk about your two teams, 49ers, hosting your Seattle Seahawks. It's a 10-point line, Rich. Mitchell, it's going to be 25-25. It's going to be first time in playoff history. They're going to have to figure that out. I don't know what they're going to do. It's coin flip or something. That's going to be 25-25, Mitchell. I'm not going with any other score. Right, 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 right. So you now, as a non-former player, uh, a non-Seahawk and 49er alum, you as just a, a football analyst now breaking down these two teams. Put yourself in my shoes, Rich. What would you say if you were me? Mitchell. Mitchell, well, first off, my heartbreak. My team, it wasn't in it. It would be too immense for me to be here. Um, you're a better man than me, Mitchell. You're not on IR. You're standing 10 toes down, and you're showing up, Mitchell. Your Detroit Lions showed up, and could they have won another game here or there to be here? They could have, but, you know, proud of where they are. They're going to be a menace next year. Gino! Um, Gino Smith, Pro Bowl player, franchise record holder in a number of categories the first year he started. Uh DK and Tyler. Tyler has had a really good season, another thousand yard season. Um, those young tackles have stood up really well, but Mitchell, Nicholas, John Bosa, future defensive player of the year. 
it's going to be tough to beat him, Mitchell. It's going to be tough to deal with them. They're going to they're coming off a ten game winning streak, but the game in Seattle was closer than a lot of people think. Um, you know, there was a ten point swing right before the first end of the first half. I was there. It was a TNF game where an interception by Quandre Diggs could have happened. It was right in his hands. He threw it right to him. That could have changed the complexity of that game immensely. It could have changed really fast. And not to say it will be that kind of game, but that game was closer than people think. And I think this is going to be closer than people think. I don't think it's going to be a 10-point game. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think with Christian McCaffrey and this offensive line healthy now, defensive line healthy for San Francisco, it's a tough task expecting Seattle to walk into San Francisco and come out with a win. But I do not think it'll be a 10-point spread. Rich, I'll say this. I think Seattle has a fighter's chance. You know, they've got the weapons. They got Geno. Let's not discount his Pro Bowl season. He's been a true revelation for them. And it's broke franchise records in his first year. You know, who would have saw this coming? DK, Tyler Lockett. The difference maker here, Rich, let's be, the defense has been stingy. They've been playing, they've been playing pretty solid. The difference maker here is going to be the Michigan State alum. Kenneth Walker the third, K9. You know, let me let me get let me get a shout out to my my fellow Spartan here. Kenneth Walker the third, you know, if he's able to tote the rock at 120 yards, control the control the line of scrimmage, you know, if they're able to control the time of possession, get the play action relevant in this game, take some deep shots to DK and Tyler. Maybe, just maybe, the Seahawks are in this game late. And maybe, just maybe. Myers doesn't miss a field goal or doink one off the right post. And maybe, just maybe, Seattle wins this game. But Mitchell, there's Mitchell, a lot Seattle of maybes wins. in that Se- statement, Rich. Uh, maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. Mitchell, Mitchell, I don't want to be a maybe, baby. Um, I think it's tough. I think it now Brock Purdy, Mitchell, in the National Football League, Brock Purdy has been a lot of things. Mystery, relevant, you know, seventh round pick, Mitchell. But he has yet to be a loser in the National Football League. Mitchell, he has not lost. If he started a game, Mitchell, he has won it. 6-0. and Mitchell, 115 passer rating. I think 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. About 13, 53 yards. Like, and he's solid. And he really loves George Kittle. He loves giving him the ball, Mitchell. He's had seven touchdowns since Brock Purdy has started. You, you, you know how you develop a friendship, Mitchell? You throw a guy seven touchdowns who hadn't, who hadn't had more than Seven touchdowns in the season, Mitchell. He's feeding that man, and 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 he's coming into his own. Uh, and then you got Brandon Ayuk, thousand yard season, and then it's just Elijah Mitchell coming back. Christian McCaffrey's there, Debo's there, everybody. You got all the fixings, Mitchell. They got the fixings. And now Seattle, Seattle is coming into a, a game where Kenneth Walker has had three straight hundred yard games. They're running the ball better, play actions better. Geno is still throwing dimes, seventy percent passer. It's going to be tight, but Nicholas John Bosa, Mitchell, he's the difference maker. He's the disruptor. Eric Armstead, T.Y. McGill, Mitchell. This is a name you have not heard, Mitchell. You I may not, not hear no. again. T.Y. McGill, he's going to – he played for Seattle for a little while. He's, played, he's been a journeyman. He's, I don't know why he has never stuck, but he's a disruptor at the D-tackle spot. He's a three-tech, and he just he's not the biggest, not, but he's quick. 
and he is disruptive in the run game and in the pass game, and he's made huge plays down the stretch. I think he's going to make a difference in this playoff, and I think you're going to hear his name in a critical moment, in a critical game, and you're going to say, I told you. I told you. I'm excited to hear T.Y. McGill's name called out this Saturday, and I, I think the Niners are an absolute juggernaut. I think the only way they truly lose this game is if they forget the games on Saturday and think it's on Sunday and just flat out don't show up. Right. Next game, though, Rich. The Minnesota Vikings, the winners of the NFC North, those that have won 11 one-possession games and, and own a uh, negative plus-minus scoring differential on the season. Against the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, uh, a solid defense. Rich, Vikings minus three at home. Kirko, your thoughts? Mitchell. From what I've heard, a team, if everything's even, a team gets three points just for being home. Team gets three points for being home. Sure. So it's an even game. And you're talking about guys who don't know any better. That's the worst. That's the worst kind of team to deal with, Mitchell. A team that doesn't know they're not supposed to be there. And the Giants are not supposed to be there, but they don't know that. And their coach doesn't know that. And, and Brian Dayball is, is tough. He's tough. He played in tough division. This year, and they have to play the Eagles last game with backups. And so they play with backups. And they play with backups, and they gave them the Eagles everything they can handle with backups. Daniel Jones didn't play. <laughs> Be careful, Minnesota. Be careful, because that, de that defense has been leaky all season. They're one of the worst in terms of yards per game. They stand up when they have to. Patrick Peterson has had a resurgence and been really good at the cornerback spot. Five interceptions this season. He's been really good. They got playmakers. Adarius Smith has been really good off the edge. Harrison Smith is always steady, playmaker, 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 but they give up a lot of yards. And this is one of those games that if you let a team like the Giants stick around late in the playoff game where they start to believe they can see next round, they can see light at the end of the tunnel, they'll send you home. These one-possession games, I know you've, uh, you, you've been living by the luck of the Irish for a really long time. And living like that, they're, they're one of the few teams to ever be seated this high with such a negative point differential and the luck of the Irish may be ending, but you know, they still have Kirko. You know what they say when you see that light at the end of the tunnel, Rich, it might be just that freight train coming to knock your ass out. You know, and I, I, I think, and I think you're onto something. I followed way too much of the NFC North this season. Uh, everyone knows by now I'm a Detroiter. I, I love the lions. Kumbaya, but this Minnesota Vikings team, I, I they're fraudulent. I, I, I don't see how you can possibly think any different than that. I mean, when you have a negative scoring differential on the season and 11 one-possession games, they've been living by the lucky the Irish, like you said. This Giants team, Brian Dable, I think he's got to be aggressive. If he coaches like he did at the very beginning of this season when they were just pulling things out left and right, I mean, they got the weapons to do it. I mean, Daniel Jones has been playing – with a lot more confidence of late, you know, I, I think that they are able to overcome this Vikings team. And, and Justin Jefferson, I will say with one caveat, Justin Jefferson is an absolute rock star stud. If Kirk Cousins and him can connect and, and get on path like they've been doing in the past, you know, 10 reception game, 120, 150 yards, the night night. But if they're able to control Justin Jefferson, I think the Giants have got a win on their hands here.
Now, I don't think either of these teams um, wins this game and then gets to the next round and deals with no. the San Francisco 49ers and, you know, and, and goes, but whatever. Um, that, that's where they invented the word called cakewalk central for uh, San Francisco. It's San Francisco. They're going to the M- NFC championship, but that's, that's a story for next week. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you, you've played down in Tampa Bay. You live down in Tampa Bay, Rich. They, they got somebody. I don't know if you've heard of him. He, he, he's just entered the league a couple years ago. His name's Tom Brady. And uh, I, I know, I know that Tom Brady is one of those guys that hasn't had a whole lot of success in, in the postseason. So does he have success now, Rich, playing the Dallas Cowboys at home? Mitchell, 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 Mitchell. Thomas Edward Ooh. Brady Jr. Junior, I didn't know that. Nobody knows him, Mitchell. Nobody knows him until you say it. Has won a lot of games in the National Football League. A lot of games, Mitchell. He's probably won more games this decade in the playoffs than the Dallas Cowboys have won in a very long time. In his career, Mitchell, he may rival the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise. And they're an all-time franchise, Mitchell. They've won a lot of Super Bowls. They haven't won them recently. And Mitchell, if they play the way they did against the Washington Commanders when they got beat 26-6 to by Sam Howell, nothing against Sam Howell, his first start, beats the Dallas Cowboys 26-6. to Now, Mitchell, they didn't rest people until late in that game, Mitchell. It wasn't like things got crazy and they were like, oh, we need to give these guys a rest, Mitchell. That wasn't what happened. This is concerning because Dallas Cowboys needed to show confidence. They need to show, you know, continuity going into playoffs. They need to impressive win against a division opponent. And they did not do that. So what we're going to need from Rain, Dakota, Prescott, is not turn the ball over and score some points. Now, they have a weakness, a glaring weakness that, that Washington exploited. And it's that right corner, Mitchell. It's the left corner on the the defense's left, the offense's right. Mitchell, the Carolina game. Now, now, Tom and those guys didn't play well against Atlanta. They got their butts kicked, but whatever. The Carolina game, he threw three touchdowns to Mike Evans, Mitchell. Guess where he threw him? Guess where he threw him, Mitchell? Right down that right sideline, Rich. Right down that right sideline, Mitchell. And that's where he's going to throw him this week. And if if they catch fire like they did that week, they will send these boys home packing and Dallas will have one of the toughest off seasons they've had probably in the last decade. Because when, when I tell you people will talk bad about them, people will talk crazy about them at this whole off season. If they lose the first round to Tom and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after everything they were supposed to be this season, Mitchell, it will be tough. They have too many good players. They have a good defense. They have good coaching. Okay. So like I say, the Cowboys are like that that Instagram model once you take the, the makeup off, man. I mean, 95% of the time, they look great. And then you catch them without the filters on and everything, and you see them against the, the commanders. So, whoa, who right. is this? I'm with you, Rich. I, I, I could see if there was a matchup that the Buccaneers could realistically win, it's against this Dallas Cowboy team. That being said, I could also see Dallas Cowboys going to the NFC Championship game. Like, it's just like, you don't know who you're going to get. If that can, can keep, you know, keep control of the ball, not 
give the ball away like he's been doing of late. They got all the weapons. They got Tony Pollard. They got T.D. Lamb. They got the tight end that everyone wants and, and Dalton Schultz, fellow Cardinal. Rich, anything is possible here. I'm trying to see where, you, where, where your meds are at because you might have taken too many today if I heard you say Dallas Cowboys can make the NFC Championship, Mitchell. Well, well I, I know they got to go through the 49 I mean, yeah. they got to go through their Philadelphia Eagles, Mitchell. They, Fair. Like, uh, let's not get crazy, Mitchell. They, this is the team that just lost to the Washington Commanders 26-2-6. Well, I'll say this. If Tampa gets in a pinch in this game, Tom's got to go back to what he was doing against Carolina. One in doubt, bomb it out. Mike Evans is a guy that can just flip a game in one play. You know, and Chris Godwin's healthy now. I mean, Tampa Bay has got all the weapons. They don't have a run game right now, but they got all the weapons that they need in terms of just being one play flip, you know, flip the game. So I, I like this matchup for Tampa. Richard, we're going to have an exciting postseason here. But before we, you know, get into anything beyond this weekend, I want to just talk about your predictions now that the the slate of playoffs has been set. Who do you see in the Super Bowl now? Uh, San Francisco, and for the first time, it's changed in a really long time. San Francisco, Cincinnati. I love it. That's how I feel about it. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This week, I got a special guest, my guy, president of the NFLPA, J.C. Treader, joining us next. Stay tuned. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? 
Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. We got a special guest, president of the NFLPA, J.C. Treader. We're going to inform you guys today. It's going to be a little different. Appreciate you joining me, J.C. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I, I want to start. I mean, we have so many guys like yourself that have built up like a platform and it's great to be on to kind of have you lend your platform to the union and to that discussion to inform, to learn, to teach. So I, I very much appreciate you inviting me on. No, I'm, I'm happy to do it, man. I, you know, as you know, I'm very passionate about the union. I've been on the EC for nine years now. Guys need to know, you know, and when guys talk about the PA, a lot of times you got one of two guys. You got guys that have been to a meeting and and sat there and listened and were frustrated enough to say, hey, I need them to hear my perspective in person. And then they go to the meeting and then they learn more and then they're not frustrated anymore. Then they're doing more to make a difference. Then you got the guys that have never been to a meeting, never, never been to anything NFL PA, but have the biggest opinions about it. Like, help me explain what the PA is and what we do. Yeah, I, I think the the PA, like any union, is membership, is the players. And I think sometimes a lot of people lose that. Um, they think like we have the players and then the PA is this other entity, which just isn't true. And, you know, the guys that get involved and kind of see just how player driven the PA is, like we have a staff to run day to day operations because you know, most of us have day jobs of playing football. Um, we, we need people in there running the day to day. But any decision made is voted on and passed by the players themselves to agree to it. And like you said, there, there are some guys that get frustrated with the PA and they have a ton of uh, wants and requests. And I think the easiest way of explaining it is um, players look at the PA like their agent, which isn't exactly an accurate representation. But I'll, I'll use that representation or that comparison to kind of make a point if if you are you, Richard Sherman, and you're coming up for a contract negotiation and you are future Hall of Famer, all pro, pro bowler, best corner in the league, and you go to your agent and you say, I want to be the highest paid corner in NFL history. I want the highest APY, most guaranteed, everything. Your agent will look at you and say, you want to know what? You've given me the tools to have that conversation and fight for that with your team and with other teams because you've provided me the tools. If you had you know, a practice squad guy or uh, a special teams guy who's been on four different teams in four years is trying to get by and he goes to his agent and says, I want to be the highest paid corner in the league. I want the highest APY, most guaranteed. The guy's going to be like, you haven't given me the tools, man. Like you, you haven't put that out there where I can, I can go to that team and have that conversation. And I think that's really similar to the union too, where if we were getting every player to buy in and realize that the NFL PA is just us, it's just everybody in that locker room and they all were willing to give Hall of Fame, all pro, pro bowl top, you know, effort to the PA, what we could demand and what we could fight for is different. But too often we have guys who, like you said, don't come to meetings, don't get involved, don't lend their voice and say, well, I want the, the best deal possible. And it's like, well, you haven't given us those tools to do it. And, you know, that that's not blaming guys, but that I, I think guys need to hear that um, because the strength of any union 
is the willingness for membership to stand up together, united on issues. And until we're willing to do that, it's not fair to even have those discussions of why don't we have this? Well, until we execute and show that we can do it, we can't even have that next discussion of what we can get with it. That's one of the best ways I've heard it put in a very long time. Guys, if you want to make a difference, you want to change things, you want to see differences, you got a problem with how something is run, how something is done, come to the meetings, have an opinion, be a rep. The reps have the votes. Remember when the CBA happened and guys were like, hey, I don't know what happened. I wasn't a part of those. The information was sent. The meetings were had. Your rep voted. Whether it was yes or no, your rep voted. There was a, a rep that abstained, didn't vote at all. And if you feel a way about that, then be the guy that votes. Be the guy that, that sits in the meetings, gets the information. But it's hard when guys complain and you don't want to do the work. You can't, you can't want and need and think, hey, this is happening. This is happening. It's us. It's our union. It's our decisions. It's not the staff's decisions. It's not the staff's union. So if you're upset at anybody, be upset at the reps that you voted for or be upset at yourself for not going and taking initiative to be the person with the vote, with the information. Until you're willing to do that, it's really difficult to take the complaint seriously. I want to talk about now the benefits that we have negotiated, that we fought for. And I want to help guys understand where they come from. Like everybody sits there, for example, 401k, guys sit there and say, the league matches our 401k. Uh, that's not totally true, is it, JC? No, it, it's different. So uh, a little, little bit of a, a, a math lesson here. We are a revenue sharing business. So what all the revenue that gets brought in by the NFL, we get a cut of that pie, which is a little more than 48%. We just finished negotiating or the league finished negotiating the YouTube um, Sunday ticket deal. So our percentage is still being worked out because of the media kicker. So we get 48.234% of all revenue. And that's one thing um, that I you know, somewhat laugh at whenever the league signs a big new TV deal, you always get the people who are like, oh, NFLPA got hoodwinked. Like, why they're not getting any of this? It's like, no, we we want them to sign the biggest deals biggest possible thing. because we get our percentage of all of those deals. So we let if we were making math easy, we get forty eight percent of all the revenue brought in by the league. If we say I took some took some notes for easy quick math, if the league brings in eighteen billion dollars in revenue, we get forty eight percent of it, which is about eight point six billion dollars. We get for all player costs, anything that players receive. That comes out of that 48%. About 80% goes to the salary cap, which is about $6.9 billion or about $216 million per club. And then 20% goes to the benefits. All of those benefits we're talking about comes out of our player share. And that's about $1.7 billion or $54 million per club, which funds all the benefits, the 401k, the cap, the player performance, all of those. The player performance is a great thing that came up with uh, by the players. The players came up with this idea of how do we get more money in the pockets of what we deem our core players, which are the minimum salary guys, the special teams guys. And the more you play, the more you get paid. Coming up with those benefits and finding ways to get money to people um, evenly distributed where everybody's getting their share, no matter if you're a starter, no matter if you're a backup, if you're a, a Hall of Fame player, or you're, you're just scraping by, you know, getting on a roster 53rd man, you're all getting that same benefit. That all comes from our player share. And it, this all came to, to, to light, I guess. And I, be, I guess became a public issue because of DeMar Hamlin situation. You know, thank goodness he's okay. Thank goodness, you know, everything worked out and he's still recovering. And 
Um, it's been a blessing, you know, because it's 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 had a lot more positive press than negative, and I think more positive has come come from it. But people learn that hey, we don't have lifetime health care. You know, we got five years of health care after we're done. And it's been a point of contention for a lot of players for a long time. Like that's something we want as, as players, and as a as now a former player. Now, you 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 think oh you think we're not in a room fighting for for a lifetime healthcare? You think we don't we're not sore and hurt every game? We are now. The league fights us as hard as any anything any subject any anything we fight for. They they are hardest against that and money. Why is that? I think unlike probably other sports leagues, I think the NFL specifically looks at the pie that all revenue as their money. And it's almost like they're gifting it to us through negotiations of like, you guys can have this 48%. I think other leagues look at it more of a partnership and that, you know, both it only operates because both groups are efficiently working together. Uh, I think our league is probably the most adversarial of any where it really is looked at as the owners see it as their money. And, um, you know, they do not like giving it up to us. Um, so I think that's really what it's what it's looked at. I, I want to point out one more thing, because when we talk about all the benefits, there are some benefits I think players aren't always aware of. And I know fans aren't aware of where well, I don't like speaking about one particular issue. But if you look at a guy who gets hurt. And can never play again. A lot of a lot of people say like, what what happens? How do they get taken care of? We have like the injury protection benefit, which for a guy that can't ever play again, the next year if he can't play, he gets one hundred percent of his salary. Um, that's a benefit. The next year, this is this is a change in the CBA. Previously, it was fifty percent of his his salary. The second year, he gets one hundred percent of his salary again. So if a guy gets hurt, he has protection. Is still getting his full salary, even though it's not guaranteed contracts. We can get into. That that's a benefit of how do you creatively find ways to protect guys in the most vulnerable situations to make sure they're taken care of. And those are the things that nobody hears about that realizes our union has done that work and has has put thought and planning into protecting players money and making sure they're taken care of. Um, and again, those are fights. You know, I, I saw I was reading through your your Twitter comments when you were asking about like what questions and people were asking about win-wins, we wish the league would look at player safety or player protections or player benefits as win-wins, right? But they don't. They don't look at it as win-wins because they look at it as their money. Um, and anytime they're giving up their money, they see it as a loss. So all of those are always fights. It's it's never simple. Like, well, you know, that should be easy. You should easily be able to protect players who have career-ending injuries on the field. It ain't easy. It, it ain't an easy answer. We can go into the fights we had over concussions for years before we got the league to take them seriously. And then to get UNCs on the sidelines and the years it took for us to get them to take it seriously. This is not have a good idea. It makes sense. Do it. It's have a good idea, fight for years to get it in and then finally get it in. And that's why it, we need the the fans to, to really, I mean, you guys love players. You guys, it, it, this moment showed there's a lot of love from these fans for these players, but that love needs to be shown when there are issues that players have to work in their best interest. When teams are working in their best interest, we hear we hear friends all the time. Hey, they cut a player with two years left on his deal. Hey, it was in the best interest of the team. Hey, the team had to do what the team had to do. Fans seem to always understand that. But when a player does something where it's in the best interest of the player, it's never the player did what he had to do. We support him. Hey, the player's doing what he had to do, whether it's a holdout, whether it's him, him, him sitting through training camp, not coming to OTAs, whatever the case may be. We need that same energy from the fans. 
And when we're talking about benefits, because we talk about the salary cap and the salary cap is supposed to jump this year, you know, with all this, this, this money, these new media rights deals, um, the YouTube deal included, but you know, that's not going to come in until down the line, obviously. But people talk about, Hey, like, why can't you ask for this? Or why can't you get this? Or why can't you a benefit comes off the cap? So, so if, if, if we didn't have benefits, if we didn't have HRAs, annuities, we didn't have tuition reimbursement, player performance, we didn't have uh, TMP. We didn't have any of the benefits the players had. The salary cap would be what two fifty right now, two two sixty something. Yeah, yeah. It's that world where it's finding that fine line, and that's why we have so many opinions and so many thoughts. And our membership is so diverse. In a world where, if you're doing the math, we could have a world where the salary cap is two hundred and seventy million dollars, and we're giving zero dollars in benefits. And there's probably some people out there, probably play quarterback, who are saying, that's great. You know, like, give me more salary cap space. I'll be making $100 million a year. But the same thing, you know, if you go the other extreme and we had $160 million in benefits and then only, you know, $110 in the salary cap, that's not the perfect balance either. So you're always trying to find that perfect balance of how much benefits to give, how much do we put in the salary cap? How do we balance these issues? How do we make sure guys are protected and we're giving everybody a fair, equitable share of the benefits? Those are the discussions. And it's never as simple because, again, the money's been spent. We get 48% of the revenue. So any new idea can be a great idea. And then you have to figure out how to pay for it. And it comes from two ways. You either get more revenue through negotiations. You get to 49, 50, 51, 52%, where now we've opened up more revenue to build in new benefits. Or you have to take a benefit away or take the cap down. So if you come up with a new benefit and you say, okay, well, this is going to cost $10 million a year. Okay, well, that's $10 million off the cap. And you have to, you have to weigh those positives and negatives. It's not as simple as just ask for it, get it, and then it falls into the equation. You have to make it fit in the equation. You have to make it fit. And some of the things that we've made fit are, are benefits such as preseason pay. Now, fans don't know about preseason pay. They just assume if they're playing a football game, they're making their normal salary. They are not. In the preseason, I think rookies make about, I mean, it's up now, probably 1200 bucks a game. Vets make a little under 2500 if I'm not, if I'm remembering it correctly. You know, it's been a year since I played. And the playoffs, the playoffs, everybody thinks, oh, the playoffs, the most spectacular thing that league has. It's our prettiest, it's our prettiest prize. Everybody's going for the Super Bowl. You would think guys are making the most money then. No, it's a benefit paid for by from our side of the pie that we have to divvy out. And the thought process, when you divvy this out and you cut it up, you're thinking of the grand scheme. Like, Hey, everybody doesn't make the playoffs. So you can't, you can't allocate a substantial amount to something everybody won't benefit from, but you still want guys to benefit from it. So you got guys, you got the quarterbacks, the guys, the big money guys take huge pay cuts in the playoffs. People don't understand this. Take huge pay cuts. They're almost, going from making whatever they're making to, to the minimum, to the minimum in our league, to play in these playoffs. Some guys make more in one check. <laughs> and sometimes it's a quarter of their check. Then they would make the entire playoffs, including a Super Bowl win. There are guys that, that would make that in one game. So when fans are really thinking about these things, you're like, hey, these guys are, are doing this, or these guys are doing that. These guys are fighting to win. They're not in the playoffs fighting for a check or like, hey, like, like, oh, man, I'm about to get paid. Imagine going from making, I mean, some guys making seven figures a game to making 25000 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's also easy for I think people will hear that that snippet right there you said and be like, oh, you know, it's the classic, oh, the PA sucks. Like, how can you do that? And and that's until you discuss the nuance of it, of the balance between more and fair, right? Like it's easy to always just be like, oh, well, they should get more. It's like, okay, well, well, what's fair, right? Like, is more pay them their exact salaries from the season? Okay, that's gonna come out of benefits which means either we have to shrink the salary cap down, which means everybody else, you know, the teams that don't make the playoffs have less salary cap. They're making less money because of it or shrink the benefit pool down. And now just, you know, the quarterback that's already making $50 million in a year needs to make his extra $4 million per game in the playoffs. That's more, but is that actually fair? And there is no right, there's no right answer. It's all a balance. And that's why we're a democracy and we vote on how this is broken up. And that's the thing that, you know, we, we harped on at the beginning of this, you know, the PA is the players. So if you have a problem, you get one voice, you get one vote and you like come and use it. And if we had a world where all 2000 players said, I want to go to rep meeting and I want to sit there and I want to learn and I want to voice my opinion, we'll fly everybody out to rep meeting. Like the, we have enough resources to do it. So the, the, there's no limit of, oh, I wish I could, I would, but they won't let me. You want to come, we'll bring you out there. And I, there's been so many conversations with guys who have gone into it, gone into a rep meeting or gone into, we have a leadership summit uh, with a bunch of young players in LA who have gone in kind of thinking like, man, I hear all these bad things about the PA. And then they sit there and have a conversation with you for 30 minutes and you dive into these things and they leave being like, I didn't know. I just, I just didn't know. And now I get it and I get it and I want to be more involved. And it's hard to have 2001 off conversations. So I think this will be really helpful, hopefully to, to, to teach and show the more guys that get involved and put their voice and put their opinions out there, the more fair things will be because we're hearing from more people. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can only work with what we're given. So like you said, with the agent analogy, like you can only work with what you're given. We we fight. We have certain leverage plays we can make, but they only work if all 2,000 guys are on the same page and moving in one direction. And, and as anybody knows, it's hard to get 10 people moving in the same direction with differing opinions and everybody's raised in different environments. And so to get 2000 going the same direction when you can't get 2000 to read the information and to, 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 to value it the same is very difficult, but I want fans to know this information too. I, I don't want them to be secrets and, and the fans to not know what's going on. You want us to do better than when, when the PA and the players are making leverage plays to try to gain leverage and to try to get themselves in position to gain more money so that we can get these things like the split in the contract that DeMar Hamlin had that they had to take out so that he got his full salary. That's that that's a, a one of the issues of the many issues that we have to n- negotiate with the league. And although in the public eye, they may say, hey, we're so player centric and we're p- for player safety and whatever it means to keep our players safe. Behind closed doors, the conversations are much different. It's the bottom line business. They're going to get, if it affects their bottom line, lifetime health care would come out of a player cost in an enormous way if it was even possible. Now, we've gone to, to, to a lot of companies and just wanted to hear a quote about what it would take for lifetime health care. Tell them some of the conversations that have had been had, J.C. Yeah, I mean, no, no entity would guarantee us a plan that they would continue. So, you know, whenever you create a benefit, you're creating a, a benefit that's expected to continue forever. And no company is willing to promise or make an agreement that this benefit would continue forever. And then, you know, just us making our own projections, we're looking at a huge portion of the benefit pool, I mean, not even the benefit, it would blow the benefit pool up. The, it would be more than what we have in benefits to, to pay for it. Um, and one thing that you know, I'm, I'm working on with the staff actually now, I, I flagged it earlier in the year and I think we're going to continue on. There was, a, there was a University of Michigan study, I believe, in 2009 that I believe said that like 91% of former NFL players had health care, whether that's the um, five years, whether that's using their ARA, whether that's them having a job and getting healthcare through their, their own employment, whether their wife or a spouse having a job, it showed that 91% at that time had healthcare. I, I want to know, it's been 13 years, I want to know what that number is now too, because if that number is consistent and we're still at 91% who have healthcare, you know, when they're done playing, the pay lifetime healthcare seems like an overexpense for the 9% that don't have it, where you try to find these other things, like we have the hospital network, where we, we have the ability for players to go into these NFL designated hospitals in all major cities of the teams and go in and get checkups in orthopedic checks and outpatient uh, things. 
finding ways to cover that 9% is probably more cost efficient than blowing up all benefits for lifetime healthcare. And again, that's not even a choice yet because we have nobody offering us that choice. So it's easy just to yell lifetime healthcare. We don't have the option. Um, and, and that's just the, the, the fact because our player population has a 100% injury rate and insurance is just a, a weight scale game. And they look at it and say, all these guys get hurt. They're all going to have issues. We don't want to be on the, the back end of that of that uh, that check, figuring out how much it costs at the end. So we won't touch it. And that's the issue we have. So, yeah, it's it's a a great idea that we always have probed into. I was looking back before we took, got on the call of conversations back into the early 2000s about looking into lifetime healthcare. It is not an issue that we just throw. Like It's not like we just say, no, not possible. We look into it all the time because it's a good idea. And it's just figuring out, again, what is fair and how do we pay for it? Every time. I love this conversation because you hear about these things all the time, whether it's from players, former players, fans. Why don't they just get life? The, the PA didn't even fight for it. Yes. Yes. For dang sure we did. For dang sure we did. And I hate the uninformed and uneducated opinions of people who have never sat in these meetings and don't know. You know, it's easy for them to say lifetime healthcare when you don't have to come up with a plan to get it. You know, so we've tried to mitigate that with the hospital system that we we created so that former players can have access because a lot of them don't have primary care physicians. They don't have any hospitals to go to. They don't have a direction to go. So now we can give them places they can go. They can get care. There's still a cap on how much care you can get. I think it's up to 50,000 for some. It's 25,000 for mental health evaluations and help in that uh, regard. But we are doing our best. and. If you want us to get more fans, you have to stand with the players. So we're trying to get 51% from the league so that we can pay for more things for the players and we can do more for the players. Or if you want the league to just pay for it, hey, league, pay for lifetime health care out of your side of the portion. Hey, we, we, we hey, would not fight you there. But understand that's not how they do business. And we have these benefits. We have HRAs to help our players. We have annuities to help our players. The 401k match comes from our side of the portion. So we are really paying ourselves. So guys, you have to understand that as well. It's not the league taking it from their 51.5% or 52%, whatever it is, on any given day, and paying a 401k to the players. That's not what's happening. What we negotiated for, we're taking a portion and giving it to our players' retirement funds. So Talk about the former players, because there are a lot of former players that are very frustrated saying the, the union doesn't do anything for them. And that's not true. The one thing that every, at least in recent memory, every group of players, when we negotiate a new CBA, have reached back and done things for former players to increase their benefits, to give them more. And that is not that is not a mandate like that. That is each group making that same choice to give back to the group that shoulders we stand on. Again, we are a union in which we are past, present, and future. And we make decisions within that realm of we're looking back at how we can help guys who are no longer part of the bargaining unit, as well as setting the future up who are in eighth grade right now, but are going to be in our chairs you know, during the next CBA discussion. And how do we do that? So like in the 2020 CBA, we increase the pension payments to 10,000 former players. 
we had 700 former players that were not qualified for a pension because we used to have a four-year vest and now we're down to a three-year vest. So we had 700 players that were at four year at four years, but you know have played three, but couldn't get to four. And now, if they were playing nowadays, they would have qualified. We went back and have given them a pension. And the amount of stories we heard from guys in that pool that they had kept going to training camps and kept just trying to get one more year so they could vest, and they couldn't do it. And now, for our guys to be like, no, we're going to take care of those guys. And we're going to give those 700 guys pensions and treat them as we are treated now as three years. Like that's a, that's a huge life-changing decision that we made for those guys. 4,400 players didn't have an HRA and were received a $50,000 HRA account to pay for healthcare reimbursement. Again, we're talking huge numbers. Then you touched on the NFL um, designated hospital network. Those are you know, finding creative ways to help former players get the aid in the money and the help they need. Um, and that's not even touching on the trust and the PAF and, and all these other union specific things that we do to help those players. So the, the list goes on and on, but that is something we call kind of filling in the donut holes um, where each CBA, there are things that can kind of fall through the cracks. And then after you get a little perspective, you look back and be like, man, you know, the pre 93 years or the people who went on this strike, like they missed out on this. Let's make sure they get it back now. And again, that all comes out of the, the current player's share. So when we talk about we spend it, we get 48%. That's a choice between our players deciding the salary cap should go up more or you want to know what? No, we'll, we'll take that money out of the cap and we're going to pay those guys to make sure they're taken care of. I don't think our current players get enough credit for always making that decision because, again, it's not mandatory. That's a bunch of guys always deciding, you know, eventually we're going to be in their, their shoes and we hope the future generations take care of us like we're going to take care of the previous generation. And that's huge. And that's because of the respect and the regard that our men have for the past generations and the shoulders we stand on uh, and the gains and the sacrifices that they made before us. And I think that's the reason it happens. And I and, uh, and again, I think it's because of the uninformed, uneducated opinions. You know, a lot of people don't have this information. And so they continue, you know, but have strong opinions. They have strong voices and strong opinions, but without the information. So if you have the information and you are educated on the subject, feel free to make your opinion. You don't have to agree with us. You don't have to feel like we're right, but understand we are doing our best and we are doing the best that with what we have and the best aim and, and, and thoughts and, and process for our players. Everything is in the best interest of our players. And that is always at the forefront and anybody who says otherwise is uneducated and uninformed, please and, come and to a meeting. I, I think I think the best perspective too is like when, we, when a CBA finishes, there's never like a moment where we just like let out a breath and are like, we did it, we're done. Like that gets signed, and the next step is like, okay, what didn't we get? What do we need? How do we get it? We're going to start planning for you know ten years from now, the next CBA or the next fight. So this idea that you know we're we're happy with everything we got, we felt like you know. When a CBA passes, you feel like you got a fair deal that the majority of players agree is acceptable, but you're always looking at things, you know, a compromise by definition is imperfect because both sides had to come off their goal. Um, and I, I think there are sometimes people just don't understand how wide ranging our membership is and their, their beliefs. Like, I think the 17th game is a perfect example because everybody says like, you're, you're stupid for accepting it. Stupid idea. But you have to understand the wide ranging opinions of our membership, right? Like a guy like me or a guy like you, Richard, we weren't playing in the preseason, right? So getting another game 
is more work because we weren't playing in that game and now we're playing an extra game. So you heard a lot of people voice that opinion of like, I don't like this because you're making me do more. The vast majority of our membership, the long snapper, the special teams guy, the backups, they were playing in that fourth preseason game anyways. So the spectrum for them is I'm not playing more. I was playing in that preseason game anyways. Now you're going to make it a regular season game. Fine. Same amount of football for me. And you're giving me a 20% raise on minimum salary. Okay. Well, you're, you're paying me more for the same amount of work. So it's really easy just to kind of throw your hands up and be like, you guys are stupid for accepting that. We have to understand there are a wide ranging of, of opinions and perspectives of what they do and what their priorities are in our membership. Um, so it's not as always as, as simple as people make it out to be. It's never that simple. And the minimums have increased substantially and they'll continue to increase. Um, I mean, by just about 2028, 20, everybody will be making a million. Every rookie that comes into the league will be making at least a million dollars. Um, 2026, first year, I mean, second year players will be making at least a million dollars. Um, and that's who we're fighting for a lot of times because the majority of our league is on minimum contracts. So over we 60%. look for a way. It's over, 60. over 60% on, on minimum salary players, core players. And that's who we fight for because those are the guys long-term who we want to, to, to leave this game with something. We want to leave this game as financially secure as we possibly can make you whether it's player performance, you say, hey, I only started for two years and I was a rookie undrafted free agent. Well, player performance should, should make you as whole as we can. And that will increase over the next couple of years. And so we're always looking for ways to help our core guys in every way we can. We're always open to more ideas and more conversation. But you got to show up to the meetings to have those conversations and to be a part of them and to have as strong of an opinion as some of these people do. You have to be there. You know, when you're not there and you're not inputting any information or putting any work in, it's tough to honor the conversations that you're having or the opinions you're having. JC, I really appreciate you coming on. If there's any last thoughts you want to give, please feel free. Yeah, let, let me add one more thing, because, you know, we've preached so much in this conversation about unity and coming together and doing things collectively. Um, and I think that's sometimes hard to picture uh, in our business. So I want to give an example of like how it works and what it looks like. And I go back to COVID. You know, obviously you were in those discussions. You were in those fights where we were fighting with the league um, over how the COVID year was going to go, both financially and health and safety. And with COVID, you're not just talking about the health and safety of what we normally do on the field. You're also talking about health and safety of dealing with, you know, an unknown pandemic. And we were in those fights four months, having the same fight banging our head against the wall, asking for the same things. And we were doing these all player calls. We were getting a thousand guys to get on a call to learn what was going on. And they were all asking the same thing. Like, why don't, why don't we have answers? You never have answers. And we finally told them, like, if you want answers, we can give you them. We can call Roger right now and say, we'll take whatever deal you want to put on the table. But they're going to be shitty answers. If you want the right answers, we need stuff from you guys, too, to help us get there. Because it's not just me or Richard or the EC yelling at the owners to do the right thing. We need the leverage to do it. And finally, what we saw was the hashtag we want to play. Well, we had over 400 players voice their opinions of we deserve the protections that we know are right. And we're, and we're not happy about it. In that same day, we got those protections. Um, so we, we finally get what we wanted and what we've been asking for for months because we stood together and a group of players made that public stand. So it is possible we've done it in recent history and we just need to do it more often.
So you're telling me if we can get 2,000 guys to stand together and make a stance, we can probably get a lot of the things we want in this next CBA? Yeah, that that's always that in at our core, like I said to start, we are a union. And I know we talked about having more fan support. Even if we had no fan support, if you have 2,000 guys standing together, the workers themselves, and that's what we are. And I know sometimes it's easy to describe us as players and go down what I hate of hearing of it's a privilege to play and all this stuff. We are workers and that's what we are, just like any other union. And when the teachers go on strike or the nurses go on strike or the Teamsters go on strike, they don't have fans supporting them, right? Like it's not like they need that. But they stand together and say, we know what we deserve and we know what respect looks like to us. And we're not going back to work until we get it. We get guys to that mindset. It's a totally different discussion. It's a totally different negotiations. It's a totally different conversation. And all these ideas that people throw out, the, the world opens up when we get into that, that spectrum. I appreciate you joining us. We'll have to do this again sometimes because I'm sure this topic will come up again, but I really appreciate your educated and informed responses. Absolutely, Richard. Again, I appreciate you you lending your platform to the discussion. I, I, I hope more current and former guys who have podcasts like yourself will open it up as well, because I think it's a valuable, interesting discussion that will be helpful to everybody. I, I agree. I agree. Appreciate you, brother. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, man. chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with amex the wait is over the shy returns may 10th on paramount plus and the stakes have never been higher everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the showtime original series from emmy winner lena waith battle lines will be drawn alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.